welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing this week? I am great, and I am so excited for tonight's show. Well, we got a chance to experience something together, and it is a, a traveling exhibit that right now... Uh, gets to teach us a whole lot of stuff. It, it really speaks to that edutainment factor that you and I have talked about a ton on this show and a ton behind the scenes as well. Tonight's show's a little bit different. We had a chance to visit the uh, Liberty Science Center over uh, in New Jersey where Sandy and I live, and we went and saw an exhibit called The Science Behind Pixar. And so rare that you and I are together to do a show. It was awesome. Yeah to see you and your family and to see this amazing, amazing exhibit. I want to thank Liberty Science Center for hosting us and give the quick disclaimer that while they did host us, they have not in any way asked for anything specific in tonight's show. Our opinions are totally our own. This is really us outside of the true Disney bubble, but You'll hear tonight how wowed Jeff and I were by the exhibit and then a little bonus that the Science Center gave us also related to Disney. So I have so many things that I can say about this because we are it's fresh off of it. We experienced this thing not too long ago. But before I start to give my opinion, you start to give yours. Tell us where and when this particular exhibit is taking place. So you may have seen this in the news. It's been traveling for a while. There are actually two identical exhibits touring. One is going all over the U.S. One is touring all over internationally. Right now, through May the 5th, it it is at the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, New Jersey. And it is also in Valencia, Spain for our international listeners. Because when we think of the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, we also think of Valencia, Spain. They're just so, so uh, sister sister cities, essentially, is what we're, what we're calling it. And I want to give a shout out, major kudos to the Museum of Science in Boston. They were actually the originators of this exhibit, and they created these two matching exhibits in collaboration with Pixar, and they were the original host of this awesome experience now as as we've come to know this exhibit is in the liberty science center it's going through may 5th correct that is correct may 5th 2024 so you've got some time so hopefully when you're listening to this this can be added to your bucket list as your as your family plenty to do at the liberty science center but i will say as as disney people this just crushed it it was really really fun to do and before i give any more opinion about it Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was? Well, I will also say that if you read the preview for it, it says that you should allocate 30 to 40 minutes. And I will tell you that (laughs) Jeff and I are going to work really hard not to talk about it for 30 minutes because we definitely could. Yeah. If you are that Disney fan and we'll talk about who we think is perfect for this. You could easily spend anywhere from an hour to three hours in this exhibit. So don't cut yourself short. It is over 10,000 square feet containing 50 exhibits. And what I love about it so, so much, not only obviously the Disney and the Pixar element, 
but it is so hands-on and so interactive and it it worked for everybody jeff's kids are younger let's be honest your kids once we were there i don't think we're the true target audience but watching them they had a ball yeah. Um, would you agree? No, I I totally would. I mean, my kids for for full disclosure are are 5 and and 7 essentially. You know, my my daughter just turned 7, my son's about to turn 5. So that's where we'll place them so you can get a, a sense of the youngest side of the whole thing, but there was still, you know, plenty for them to do. You know, they are children of a a video and film educator and a science teacher. So so this this exhibit certainly was right in their wheelhouse. Um, but on the flip side, I think if you and I had gone without any other family members, you and I could have spent two hours playing with all of the things. There were definitely high school kids, college kids, and adults interactive and loving every minute of it. Well, 100%, because as as you were you know, speaking about the whole thing, and, and you and I have had conversations about it, the way that it was laid out was that each area had its own different set of science behind Pixar going on there. So whether it was modeling or whether it was rendering or it was animation, those types of things, there were so many different opportunities to just watch what's going on and then interact with it, that it was, it was definitely something that I very much enjoyed and my kids enjoyed it because it was stimulating. They could touch certain things, but whether they got the same thing out of it that I did, I don't think that's the truth. But that to me is, is quintessential Disney is that you're supposed to be able to enjoy these things, you know, parents and kid alike. So I think they crushed it in that regard. It is. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, Again, the Boston Museum did a great job. There are three different PDFs that you can download, pre-museum, in the museum, and post-museum. And what they really focus on is the educational goals behind this. And as you said, Jeff, it's that edutainment that I love. It starts with the core values of knowledge, awareness, and understanding. And it says students will demonstrate increased knowledge and understanding of the core STEM content that underlies computer animation and attitude. Students will increase a positive attitude that they can learn about STEM and skills. Students will demonstrate engagement in STEM and computer science processes, skills that are used in Pixar. And again, Full disclosure, my daughter is a high school math teacher. And while we were there, I just kept texting her saying, I wish you could do a field trip here. Um, Yeah. And I was videoing parts of it. I mean, it really, it made you think and focus, but not even realize how much you were concentrating because it was just so all engrossing. It was amazing. It was. And, you know, you, you saw everything from, and I, I can, if you can visualize it, you walk into the room and there's, there's so many things that you can go and look at. And one of the first things immediately to our right was it, it basically an explanation using Luca where they were showing the different stages of animation from modeling to, to, to rigging to all sorts of different things. And I stood there with my daughter and I'm explaining her to her some of the things that she's looking at. And I'm looking at some storyboarding, which I teach in my class and I'm explaining that. So there were so many visual lessons to be learned in just one area, let alone as you went around the entire thing. 
I found that to be one of the coolest parts that you got to see the different steps of the animation process as they added depth and layering and textures and things like that. And then the, the rendering of it to see them actually move. It was very, very cool to see that through my kids' eyes, but also as somebody who appreciates the digital storytelling, it was really fun to watch as well. I think that's it. It was also laid out incredibly well. So as you said, you walked in, you got to see those eight things. But then as you walked through the exhibit, their claim is that each area is screen-based, then physical, and then often video and interactive. Mm -hmm. And you walk through the eight steps, modeling, rigging, surfaces, sets and cameras, animation, stimulation, and lighting and rendering. And they all had such great interactive things. I would say probably about 40 to 50% of them were definitely kind of screen things. One of the ones that I loved playing with is the eyes, eyebrows, and mouth on an animated character. <laughs> and it allowed you to take like that eyebrow, it, there was a video that showed you how eyebrows are expressive. Yeah. And you could pick, do I want the left eyebrow or the right eyebrow? And then you got to stretch different parts of it, the left side of the eyebrow, the center, the right. And I have to say, I probably sat at that station for a good five or six minutes just playing with the eyebrow and looking at how those minimal changes brought the character to life and so you have that screen time and that excitement but then right across from that was the setup on surfaces and it talked about two and 3d modeling and things that i didn't realize about how they create the models that really they create structures and then different overlays so for instance they had a metal mesh block that you could play with and you could put fabric over it that made it like an ABC cube, but you could also put fabric over it that made it a Rubik's cube, then fabric over it that made it something else and understanding again through visuals that were there, how those pieces came into play. Yeah. I mean, the, the manipulatives were, were legitimate. They weren't just, Hey, see how this happens. It's here's this block, <laughs> cover it with this felt and cover it with this cheese like felt that you can see what it would look like. And, you know, my son just ate it up, you know, he, I mean, it was, it was an opportunity to, to pick things up and play with them and whether he was able to retain what it turned into or not is, is kind of secondary because he's so young. But the point being is that, you know, that existed for for people as young as four to do and for as old as 50 something or whatever whoever was with us to be able to understand what that actually creates so it was a really Let's really dynamic experience oh i wasn't speaking about you we don't know we, you know people don't know who we were with um but you know i liked that i liked that there was there was a, a full you know, a, a full camera setup staring up at a tree for people to see so that you could see what the different angles would look like when it gets into some sort of a, a model and an animation sequence. There was a little 
model over there about about cars where you could see the the detail on certain cars as you as you flipped it around as it got closer to the camera how the models had more detail and if it was in the background it would have less detail these are all things that that I would go over as as a teacher but to get a chance to see it in a full-blown model and to show my children, it was really, really a cool experience. I, I really, really enjoyed a lot of the modeling that then you could speak to and, and, and really teach. It was, it was a lot of fun. And one of the other things that I loved is in between some of these stages, they had more screens. And you were like, well, this doesn't have any manipulative. I want to do the hands-on thing. But if you could control yourself and stand still long enough, what it was was an Imagineer giving a two to four minute presentation on how they fully brought that element to life. So, for example, the modeling one that I watched was phenomenal. He talked about getting a sketch that there's actually three different steps to Imagineering, three different roles that create an ultimate character. And they were going through the character of Lotso and how, you know, the pencil drawings create, go from that to a scanner to create a 3D mold to create this clay thing that they then carve out. And then if you turned around behind you was a case with some of the original carved models. Um, just amazing. And again, if you're a math person, I moved on to the one about rigging and it talked about angles and then you could play with the different angles and the perspectives. Um, one of the things that I thought your daughter had incredible patience for <laughs> was the lighting display. Yeah. Um, with yeah. that whole, they had a stop action thing and she really kind of hit it probably I don't know. What would you say, Jeff? Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> different times. She created her own video right there. I mean, it was amazing to see what you could do. And I, I will vouch and say that she never thought she was sitting there learning. She played and she loved it. But it's why I do think for those that have that background or are possibly looking for that as a career path, you could probably go for multiple days and love this. Well, we could talk four days about what was there. We, we've given you a little bit, but I think I think you started to segue into kind of really where I want to go next. And and you've you've briefly mentioned it, but really who it's for. And you know, our perspectives on this are very aligned in the sense that you know there are plenty of people that would enjoy it. I'm obviously speaking as a high school as a high school video and and media teacher all of my students could benefit from it i think anybody at the collegiate level could benefit from it i know you've talked about your daughter and math students could love it so you know there's plenty of different it's a big diverse audience that would really really get something out of this and different things based on the audience well and i think the high school and college kids who love math design cartooning show work like you're talking about would love it they would eat it up and you could lose them in there for hours. And one of the great things is, while it is a timed ticket to get in, you are welcome to stay as long as you like. But the flip side of that is it, it kills me as somebody who loves math myself. When you hear students say, 
I'm not good at math. I stink at math. I don't get math. I think those kids, unfortunately, don't even realize all the math that they do in their everyday life. And they could go to an exhibit like this and really catch a little bit of love for that STEM as we were talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, we had talked about my kids. They're super young. I mean, you could easily, my wife is a former middle school science teacher. I mean, a middle school science class, she was like, I did all of this when I was, when I was teaching. So, and that's what I was just going to say. I think the high school and college kids could be lost in there, self-directed for hours on end. The middle school kids, definitely, they could get a lot of these lessons, especially if they're going with a class or this is a great Girl Scout trip, Boy Scout trip, use the packets that are there to kind of prep them for what they're going to see or talk about it with them or after. But even the young kids will love it. And there are spots that, frankly, don't have a huge educational value. You can get your picture with Mike and Sully or you can play, I don't know, while we went together, we certainly separated among the large exhibit. There was one spot that I just kept playing. I don't know if you made it over to that room, Jeff, where they talked about how to add a crowd feeling to the animation. Yeah. So it started with all the people, and then you could play with like adding clothing and accessories and see how you didn't add any people, but it looked like the crowd grew. And young kids could easily sit and do some of these activities and see the change. So it's definitely a something for everybody who loves Disney. Um, again, I could go back to this exhibit multiple times and find new things each time and walk away with such high praise for it every time. So you had mentioned in the beginning of the of the show that we also did something different from this exhibit that had a little bit of a Disney flair to it as well. We did. We went to the movie magic laser show and they have a planetarium there that runs multiple different laser shows. When the people at Liberty science center were kind enough to give us these tickets and they said, we also have a Disney laser show. Are you interested? You can all imagine that I jumped at it. It featured music from the Lion King, The Little Mermaid, Frozen 2, Moana, Star Wars. I mean, it was jam-packed Disney. I will say it was not what I expected. It was all of that music, but all of the laser and animation did not necessarily match the movies. But it was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're going in there expecting Philhar magic, that's not what you're getting, right? I mean, that, that is very. That's a great way to look at it. And then there's somebody um, there going, what's Philhar magic? Well, you got to go to the Magic Kingdom. Sorry <laughs> if you didn't pick up on that reference. That's that's definitely it. But I agree with you. It was in the planetarium. The music was was dynamic. The lasers were exactly what you would expect lasers to be. But if you were expecting it to be a Disney film in the planetarium, that's not what it is. And I will say they did an awesome job on the Star Wars one. It was so cool. Yeah, it was fun. And of course, I love Lion King music. So, again, it was a win. But it was all about what was I expecting. And I think I was expecting more graphics and more laser formations to match the movie. But once after the first song, I was like, oh, Sandy, you didn't have this in your head, right? I loved it. Yeah. All right. So 
obviously this is where we've mentioned it's at the Liberty Science Center. So we, we need, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss what the cost is. Correct. And again, I want to point out that this was a partnership we did with the Science Center. They were very gracious in giving us these tickets. Um, but normally admission is going to be $31 an adult, $26 a senior, 28 a child. That gets you into the museum. And I will also back up and say that in general, you can't get into the museum without driving your car there. And parking was $7 a car. The Pixar exhibit is an add-on. It's $10. You can add it to your ticket when purchasing it online. There is that little bit of a savings. Or if you didn't realize that the exhibit was there, they do sell tickets right at the exhibit entrance. And as I said earlier, the tickets for the exhibit are timed. Once you're in, you're welcome to stay. If you're a little bit late, it's not a big deal. But they want to make sure that everybody has the chance to be hands-on. And then we also did the planetarium show, which was an $8 add-on per person. So it can add up, but I will also say that a little bit of Googling went pretty far for me. And I found buried on their website that they are a partner with the Bank of America Museums on Us program. So if you are an active Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, or Bank of America private banking client with a debit or credit card and matching photo ID, you get free admission the first full weekend of each month. So you could get into the museum for free and then just do the Pixar add-on and or the planetarium add-on, really bringing the cost down and... Depending on the age of your children, there was so much else in the museum. I would say that those two elements were maybe 20% in the museum. So while that's what I went for, you could certainly spend, you know, five, six, seven hours there. I do just recommend that you double check their calendar before you go. And again, advanced tickets online have both a monetary savings and a time savings when you get there but they are not open every day so you don't want to you know pile everybody in the car and head to jersey city and find that they are closed your day i agree that would that would not be great all right we're coming to the end of the program anything else you want to mention tonight before we say goodbye as i was weeding through all of the materials that the boston science center provided they had a link to the khan academy classes on Pixar animation. And so if you're in our listening area and you're not near New Jersey or or Valencia, Spain, um, and you don't know the exhibit coming to you, check out what they've got on Khan Academy. It was really cool as well. I didn't make it all the way through, but it had a great start or a great addition if you want to go that route. Um, The last thing I'm going to close with then Generally, this would not be a me statement. If you're a purist and you hate change like I do, you're not going to love what I say. But Jeff and I talked about this a bit, and we'll discuss it with you guys now for a minute or two. I can't even count how many times we said to each other, I wish this was in the Disney parks. Mm -hmm. I wish, whether it's one man's dream or somewhere else, that they really gave you that interactive feeling because 
everybody was so immersed with what is animation. I feel like we've lost some of that in the studios itself. And we used to have a lot more of that with the Animation Academy being there. I'm going to show how old I really am when I talk about the movie where they explain that Mushu wasn't originally going to be a dragon. (laughs) And they talk you through that animation process. I miss that. And this would be a slam dunk to be packed with people all the time because it was so incredible. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think you nailed it. Like we had talked about it and said it would be a a perfect spot to be in Hollywood studios over where the Disney junior section is. Maybe if that little mermaid show never comes back, it would be a perfect fit for over there. You know, you're spot on. Epcot used to have a lot of these manipulative type of things. Old school MGM studios used to have a lot of these types of things. And I think based on having walked through it, maybe it's not identical to what they have at the Liberty Science Center. But something in this vein, I think, would be really, really awesome to have, especially at the studios. I think it's the perfect place for it. So I think you're spot on. Maybe when it's done with its tour and it has no home, they'll bring it to Disney Park somewhere in the world. Maybe we won't get it in Florida, but maybe it'll end up somewhere because, again... I can't speak highly enough about the quality of this exhibit. And I think every Disney fan should take the time to check it out. Well, and I thank you for reaching out to me and saying, hey, would your kids want to do this? It was right in our wheelhouse. As I said, uh, you know, children of a, a media educator and a science educator, these two worlds just collided for us. And it was a fun opportunity for me, for my family. And, and I got a chance to share it with you. So thanks for including us and thanks for coming on tonight to talk about it. And I hope you have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>